1: This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show, and welcome, America. We, uh, we've got a day like other days with the, the, Biden, the Biden administration making us wish that uh, Trump were back or somebody else. Uh, he's headed for a breakdown in government. He still thinks the border is just fine. And when this Title 42 is over, it should get 30 to 40 percent worse. Even uh, even the lying governor of California, Newsom, has uh, you know warned people that uh, when uh, Title 42 is um, no longer followed, the there will there will not be a, a working relationship with regard to illegals. There'll be so many that we. Um, We can't continue to fund all these sites because of the budgetary pressures now being placed on this state. Uh, Newsom, the budgetary pressures are being placed on this state because your governor opened up immigration to everyone when he said people should surge here. He said that during the convention that I guess you were a uh, delegate at. You might have been out to one of your very fancy dinners when he said that. But that statement, followed by numerous actions, including health care and everything else that somebody could wish for, uh, has made um, the amount of people coming into the United States a record illegally. Uh, plus, we're f- we, are, we are we are suffering directly as a result of that. Many many people dying of fentanyl, record overdoses of drugs, record amount of drugs coming in. Uh, there's no question. We're allowing in terrorists without any uh, interruption at all. Uh, And we're allowing in a lot of people who want to do a lot of damage to us, people who are lying about their status in order to get in, people coming from not just Latin America but from all over the world, Uh, some very good people, no doubt, some people coming for the best of motives, no doubt. But when you get a large influx like that, that is totally uncontrolled, totally unobserved, not vetted at all, you get the very worst people to come in. Which also may account for the massive levels of crime we have in Democrat cities. Uh, we're going to uh, the, well, we expect another fourteen thousand a day uh, will will come in. And and over the next four or five months, you know, they will be seeking asylum when they're not entitled to asylum. They're not they're not fleeing political persecution. Most of them aren't. Not all, but not most of them aren't. They're fleeing uh, economic uh, uh, disincentives. They're f- horrible economy. But on that basis, we have no ability to turn anyone down because that's an equal problem all throughout the world. So a, a, a country has a right to put a limit on the number of people that can share uh, what we've developed here and who deserve to share it and who can help us grow it as well. So that's where the emphasis should be put in and the the amount of people coming in legally and illegally must be controlled very very carefully, so that America grows in a sensible way and doesn't doesn't become doesn't become overwhelmed by the expenses that can be put on them from people from the outside so um once again this is a man made problem yes, it's been a problem before and and it was under relatively good control when trump. Turned this country over to uh, to the halfwit, and uh, when the halfwit got his hands on it, uh, he immediately uh, did away with the Remain in Mexico program, which was the most effective program that had been used for the last ten years in holding down immigration. He lost all goodwill with the Mexicans. He did nothing about the number of people coming in, and he kept sticking by his everybody should surge, everybody should come here. Then he tried to slow it down, but he continued to allow them to get health insurance. Uh, educate, uh, the whole, the whole nine yards, everything. And he also made it clear that getting arrested here was no big deal since nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna stay in jail. They're gonna get arrested, get let out, and then go hide somewhere and stay there for the rest of their lives. You gotta change it. With, with Title 42 ending, more and more people will be here. If it was 3.5 million this year, it'll be 4.5 million next year. The growth is astronomical. And it's swallowing up the sense of a distinct America. Ron DeSantis is a, 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 an opponent, an, an opponent of it, and has worked hard against it. He's also opened a grand jury to investigate the uh, the origins and the spreading of COVID-19, which I think is a very, very good idea because I don't know that we've had that kind of an investigation out of the federal government and the origins of it, both in terms of what country it came from in. Asia, uh, which we know, but it should be solidified, should be uh, crystal clear. And then the people and, and others who magnified it in the United States, either on purpose or due to absolutely horrible, ignorant errors. It was done. It was magnified here by errors or or purpose, purposeful wrongdoing, but it has to be studied so it doesn't happen again. A grand jury investigation by the federal government would be de- desirable. If it's not done, then DeSantis is right. Let the states take it over. Let the states do it. Somebody has to do it. Criminals brought about that pandemic for us and made it worse. So, um, you know, I I despair whenever I see these headlines. I don't know if you do. Anti-Semitism is rising at college and Jewish students are fi- are are... are and and students are facing growing hostility. That's the headline in the Post. Yeah, this is uh, twenty twenty three, just about right. <sighs> what are we doing? Anti-Semitism still. We can't even cure that. It's our worst uh, hate hate crime. Probably because it's the oldest. It's our most embedded. We haven't been we haven't been working with and doing constructive things uh, with people who are Jewish, people who are Black, people who are anything other than we are uh, for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, fifty years, a hundred years, hundred and fifty years, two hundred years. That we don't we, we don't we don't see the reality that there are good people and bad people in every group. That there's nothing inherently bad about Catholics, nothing inherently bad about Jews, nothing inherently bad about Protestants, nothing inherently bad about. Blacks or, or, or uh, whites or, or uh, uh, people of yellow skin, that it's the content of your character. We're going to get there. I have no doubt about it. It's harder than you think because we've been conditioned much harder than you think. But we're going to get there. Sam Bankman Freed is under arrest wonder when we're going to get to see him. He is treated with kid gloves, huh? The Democratic crook got treated a lot nicer than the, than the uh, crook story in the Republican administration, although they committed the crime story during the uh, prior administration. In, 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 and and therefore, a lot of it had to be a make-up time. But Bankman-Fried's major crime was running running a Ponzi scheme, where he was taking people's money and investing it and then taking it again and investing it again. And if you would demand some of it back, he'd give you back some of it, but he talked you out of it. And there really wasn't the kind of money there to support what he claimed he had and what he claimed he was making. But what was he doing with the money? He was using it to make the second most contributions to the Democrat Party. He was squeezing little people to the point of uh, taking over a billion dollars out of their hands. And he gave a check. He gave checks worth hundreds of millions of dollars to the Democrat Party. I don't have the exact amount, but uh, the amount comes in right at the, um, at least just one event right at the uh, numbers for the very big uh, uh, donations of, of, uh, of Soros. So this guy was a big money guy. In campaign camp in campaign finance and in in uh, fooling people that they were that they were making a lot of money on investing with him. So this has to be this has to be dealt with as a serious matter and not the kind of joking non-treatment it's being given by uh, the very very loyal followers of Trump that have ceased being a, a news journal and have become a state. Uh, publication, publication of the state, it should be it should be a little mark on it that says "written with the permission of the United States government." Well, it's um, it's a shame, really, because the reality is, it, it, North Carolina is a great, great uh, state, and uh, the the time the time has come that we in all of these situations in all of these situations we exercise common sense it has to be it has to be used constantly you look at elon musk uh, at uh, twitter so he's gone after the really tough stuff so far now he's going to have to get down to you, you can't let people say everything they want when you get to an extreme it always challenges the media so at first it was kind of easy, you know, re- restore Trump, restore the people who were unfairly uh, maligned and taken off, restore the people who had political views that are different than the other people, because you have on there uh, uh, people who are very offensive in terms of pornography and, and hatred of religion, and uh, and you allow them to say their piece, so you should allow people to say their piece about sex, but there is there are more sensitivities about that And there are more uh, religious issues involved there, so somewhat more restraint is wise there without becoming dictatorial or without becoming uh, 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 opponents of the First Amendment. So there has to be, I guess, you know, the best term is common sense applied to it, not just strict. You can't say anything we don't want you to say, that's censorship, or you can say anything you want, which is license. So we'll be back in just a just a few minutes and we will cover the other really compelling subjects and have the mayor's closing thoughts. America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. The time has come now for us to take a very, very close look at what is going on and how we're getting ready for the 2024 elections. I know it's a year away. And I've been trying to put together a chart of what we're going to have to look at in order for us to be perfectly certain that we are working on the right campaigns. I think many of us were very, very disappointed by the outcome in 2022. We expected a very, very big victory. Now, had we we kept our expectations lower, we would have had a different reaction we would have had a reaction of moderate, modest victory. We won the big thing. We won the House. Uh, we lost the Senate, or we didn't lose the Senate. We continued to lose the Senate, better way to put it. We lost a seat in the Senate. And uh, we were in a slightly stronger position uh, coming out than going in because we had the House of Representatives. And, it, and we could say made some progress toward 2024 but not the amazing progress that uh, we expected to make. So now we're going to have to organize differently. I think that one of the things that is is a good start is we've got to look at how we conduct ourselves during an election. Are we going to take advantage of the early voting? Now, we may never be able to take advantage of it the way the Democrats do because the Democrats have – a history of this earlier voting, although you know it isn't that long a history. They've really only been earlier voting for a couple of years. But in any event, they've in, in, incorporated it and, and internalized it much better than we have. But that doesn't mean we can't close the margin. It doesn't mean we'll outvote them. But they don't have to outvote us by forty percent. We can make it twenty percent and then our our our, um, our our election day voting will mean even more because it'll it'll overcome a realistic margin rather than a highly unrealistic margin. I think we're going to have to take our programs that we want to do for America, of which there are many 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 and they're good programs and they're programs that people want done, and we have to package them better. I know we've been trying since he's he's done it. Uh, the program with America that was put together by Newt Gingrich that helped elect a Republican Congress after many many years of Republicans not controlling Congress. But well, we've got to put down on a piece of paper and have all of our all of our candidates ready to to to, to speak forward and talk about the things that uh, people want to hear about how how you fight inflation so that people don't have to spend as much money as they're spending how we how we rearm ourselves at rather massive levels so that we can uh, create more peace and security between ourselves and those countries that are threatening us with now even nuclear war we have to have a program to rearm ourselves and part of that is cutting back on our domestic spending and getting more accountable about it so you know we will we'll we'll discuss these things in greater detail as we as we move along but let's take a let's take a quick call from uh, Tony in Clifton.
2: Hello, Mayor. How are you?
1: I'm good. Tony, how are you?
2: I've been thinking about you, and and you are my sort of symbol for what's going on in the country. I thank you for your work, and as I look at everything, I'm in total agreement with you. And I also see one more thing that we have to look at, and, and that? that's how our Government, the three branches of government are not working effectively anymore. And I think it's going to take something like the election issues, the Twitter issues, the suppression of free speech, and all these things that are going to make someone say, you know, our government was made to have a system of checks and balances that we don't have anymore.
1: Well, I think that's absolutely right. mean, the checks and balances are, are, um, They're as critical as democracy because they take democracy and they stop democracy from becoming autocracy. Uh, A democracy run amok is a dictatorship. In other words, if the majority majority can say we don't like people who have brown skin and we're going to eliminate them, and and a majority says that, theoretically, if you're a pure majority, you've got to get rid of all the brown people. But if you live in a democracy where there are rights – uh, to be not discriminated against and you're protected with regard to those rights, then a a society, even if a majority of Americans feels that way, cannot do that. So when okay. we, we so we ha- we have to be honest about ourselves that we're not a pure democracy. We are a democracy that is very much constrained by laws, and by uh, and and by uh, and by rights that people are granted beyond the power of the government. And that is the part we have to agree on and we have to understand. It, it, this government doesn't change every time we have a new president. But well, we'll be back and we'll get into that rather big thought and then some of the others that are, that are troubling us today. So you, you, you stay tuned and then you have the mayor's final thoughts. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon. It's Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Confused, I may say, confused. The Cambridge Dictionary has now given, after all these centuries, a new definition of man and woman. Remember when the Supreme Court justice nominee could not tell us what a woman was, which I thought was a cause of just not being properly educated in grammar school or whatever. But in any event, apparently this is a much more difficult issue. A man now includes uh, the definition, an adult who lives and identifies as a male, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. How many of those are there? That's <laughs> ridiculous. I hope I'm not so far out of it that this has not become this has now not become the majority. I think it's a very, very small, very, very tiny minority. Uh, particularly at you know five and six and seven. I think maybe you should have a little time to think it out before they, before they. Uh, uh, Draft you into the transgender uh, army. In the same vein, uh, the, as it is from the from today's post by Olivia Land. Uh, uh, in the same vein, the updated definition of woman reads, catch this one. An adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Okay. So uh, nothing here about plumbing. To be a man or a woman, you, you can't. You, you don't have to make like the big change in plumbing. So men who have male plumbing can go into female bathrooms and do what happened in Virginia—sexually assault them. Like hell they can. This is this is the uh, issues that break down uh the will of governors like Hochul and you know they get all concerned about this meanwhile crime goes up by, by record levels speaking of Hochul, she got herself reelected by a fairly narrow margin 6% which for New York is a narrow margin for a democrat running against a uh against a republican first time around but now uh she has very quickly turned As they say in politics, her numbers have turned upside down, meaning there are more people that disfavor her than favor her quickly. Uh, Right away, right track, wrong track. Fifty nine percent say New York is on the wrong track. Thirty nine percent. Sorry, 32 percent say it's on the right track. Uh, Favorability for Biden is 48, 46 in New York favorability for Adams is 5035 uh and Hochul is 4543 these are and, and uh the most uh, favorable is Elden at 4632 uh more more favorable than what about even with Adams a little uh less uh favorable but also less unfavorable than Adams. So this is the, I mean, the, 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 the worst number here. The personal part doesn't matter so far before an election and since one's just over. But this number always meant something. Is the United States on the right track or is it headed in the wrong direction? Republicans, uh, the, I mean, the right track is 32 uh, percent. The wrong track is 59, which means people are depressed. And that is the sign of terrible leadership. So let's look at uh, let's look at let's look at um, Mark in Brooklyn.
0: Hello, Rudy. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, not to get too much off topic, but uh, you took down the mob when you were the Eastern District Attorney with the RICO Act. What I'd like to know is, can't that be used against these politicians, like when Hillary's campaign manager? I'd have it's to. Oh, oh, I, I, I,
1: you, we're talking about which uh, the way she paid for the framing of the president, where she paid for the steel dossier, yes. Yes. and then all the other things that were tending to that massive fraud. Yeah, that could be a RICO case. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you, it, you, can,
0: I, it can be. It can be a RICO case. Yeah, you could you could combine it.
1: You could you could combine it with the destroying of the of the thirty thirty what was it thirty three thousand or thirty six thousand emails. I'll tell you the really yes. easy, the really easy RICO case. You want to conceptualize a really easy one? It's the Biden crime family uh, case.
0: Oh yeah, oh, every, oh, and you know you oh, could do oh, it based
1: oh. on point man. Every time Biden was uh-huh. a point man, every time, every time, every time, uh, o- Obama gave him, let's say, let's say a big job, right? So he made him point right. man for Iraq. He made him point man for Ukraine. Made him point man for China, and he made him point man. I'm not sure about Russia, but let's say he made him point man for Russia. In Ukraine, he got about 14 million that he got to keep at least half of. So he pocketed about 7 million right. bucks for that one, for selling out, um, Ukraine and fixing the case with Poroshenko. Came through his son, the bag man. His brother made, no. his brother in, in, in um, uh, in, in that, that was in Ukraine. In Iraq, his brother got a one third of a $1.5 billion housing contract, no experience in housing. That's a big payday for, Joe flitting around Iraq uh, just a little now, bit. Uh, and he
0: also, with with uh, his son, traveling on Air Force Two with him, I thought that if you were to travel, you weren't allowed to conduct business with a foreign country. But yet his son did, if I'm not mistaken.
1: You're not mistaken. His son did. His son so- certainly did take that in order All to right. transact business. He also had the Secret Service come along and try to get him out of a clear 10-year drug uh, gun felony when he bought a 38 revolver, even though he was not only a drug addict and lied about it, but there there are pictures of him smoking massive amounts of dope just a few days before and a few days after buying that pipe.
0: And then he failed to safeguard the weapon. And people like myself, we can't, you know, here in New York City, it's getting more and more ridiculous. They're taking our rights away from us more and more. And I'd like to know this deal that Hochul made for this new Buffalo Stadium I would like to know how much uh fugaziness, as we say in Brooklyn went on to to get that deal through.
1: Well, they it's hard to find it now, but way back when they when she was putting together the crooked deals could be as much as 6 mi- a billion additional dollars. Be- uh-huh. Because yes. uh, that you, you have you have two excessive expenses. You have the excessive cost of building, which everyone said was more expensive uh, per per whatever, right? the Yankee Stadium, right. uh, the stadium in Brooklyn, uh, even uh, the giant stadium that was built in Florida. But in addition to that, uh, I mean, she she lets the state be shook down by organized crime and by lots of other yeah. people. So they, they got to pay more. They got to pay premiums on things like this. So they they just raise they just raise prices and then they then they cut it up between the two of them, the politicians and, uh, and the construction people. That's 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 called uh, doing business in New York.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and Hochul, nice, Hochul I mean, you know, Hochul's husband stands to make millions from the concession on the stadium.
0: Yes, that was my next point to you. That's Rudy, that, that, that that is Does that your is, husband have a, a thing in there now. Isn't that a conflict of interest?
1: Yeah, he well, he, if they get if they're going to get interest, he gets a big chunk of it, uh, right you know right off the top, and also, also, um, you know any. Any increase in value in that uh, uh, stadium, anything you make it nicer, or it's increasing the value of his restaurants and more people going to it. So he's someone that takes care of Nancy. So I guess we have to give him a little something. It's only fair. But <laughs> well, yeah, the, the only one they left out of my usual call is Bernard Carrick. Nobody asked about Bernard Carrick. He was on last week. So we'll go to the next question and see if I if I can pull this off the right way. Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Yes, hello. Hi, Tony. Uh, hello,
2: Mayor Rudy. Uh, yes, I have a very important question to ask you. It's been really bothering me for a while. Uh, good. Uh, we we agree that that Donald Trump has very good instincts, right? He made a lot of decisions based on his instinct, and uh, from what I remember, he made it very clear that he wanted to uh, offer the, the National Guard for the, the January 6th uh, speech that he was going to make. My question to you is: since he he had the instinct that there there was there was going to be trouble, and he, that's why he offered the National Guard. My question to you and to him is, if you would ask him, why did he not mention that to the crowd and say, when we walk over to the Capitol, make sure you're careful because there may be people there wanting to incite trouble? Now, another thing that I noticed is if you view the surveillance uh, videos of the Capitol prior to the people arriving while Trump was still making the speech— there were people already there why they weren't in the crowd listening to trump my 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 guess is that they were they were the people that were uh, brought there to start the trouble to begin with that well, that's my question to you well, if right. you would post that question to him i, I think he he would have this would have all gone away if he told the crowd to when when they walk over to the capitol Make sure to be careful because there may be people there looking for trouble.
1: Well, I think, I think you're bringing up a lot of things that were left out of the phony January 6th committee. They not only did a one-sided investigation, they falsified their one-sided investigation. And now they're going to make referrals of people for criminal prosecution. And one of the papers had me included in it. Uh, I, I would like to remind them that I was... Um, During the time of their investigation, during um, most of it, uh, I was tied up doing absolutely different things. That I answered the questions that they wanted because there was nothing that hurt me or the president and what they wanted. And uh, finally, they sued me already over January 6th. They sued me in a case known as uh, Thompson against Trump, in which uh, Benny Thompson, the uh, chairman of the committee, sued me for exactly the same things he's now sort of generally charging in front of the Congress that I that I that I interfered in order to defeat in order yeah, to defeat I, order. Been to been de- but I mean, but the, no, the reality is a drug, a drug, a judge dismissed the case against me. A, a, yeah, a federal judge appointed by Obama has said there's no plausible evidence that I did any of these things, except these people don't need plausible evidence because they are confirmed liars. Think of who they are. They were all the same people who lied about Russian collusion. Why wouldn't they lie about January 6th? Right. But, Rudy,
2: don't you think that if Trump had brought that in into, the, into his message to the people making their way to the Capitol, if he had forewarned them that there might be? Because he was already offering the, the National Guard prior to that. So he had an instinct that there
1: would be trouble. He if did. He he did. People, but, you know, he can't, he can't force the National Guard. You know that. It has to be requested by the governor or, in the case of the District of Columbia, the mayor acts as the county executive and as well as uh, kind of a quasi-mayor. So those requests have to be made by the local government, uh, except in in cases that have really – the only time I think it was done by the president was when uh, some fires broke out with regard to the uh, pressure being put on the Ku Klux Klan, something like that. But by and large, private buildings in most of the country, it's a private uh, volunteer fire department that takes care of it. Considering The size of the crowd, don't you think it would have helped if Trump
2: forewarned them ahead of time before they made it to the Capitol?
1: Huh. Don't think he was thinking about that, really. I don't think he was thinking about... I don't think he was thinking about uh, any specific place or thing. or And I think he thought that he was accomplishing what he could accomplish by telling them to do it peacefully and patriotically. After all, you know, you consider the kinds of things that Democrats have said to crowds, uh, like waters, which is basically go get even. And he thought, he thought that his words were, were calming. In fact, the judge who dismissed the case... Said that the words that I used and Donald Trump, Jr. used, were, were very uh, uh, neutral and should have the tendency to calm things down. So it's a lot. There, um, there have been more. There are more questions about this uh, set of uh, protests and 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 minor attacks. Uh, but you know, I think the reality is that more of that's going to come out. And the committee, the committee has been so one sided. That, yes, you see the bad things that some of these people did, but they are not of the magnitude that are being described to them in these secret courts. Well, well, uh, you know, one of the things I want you to remember, because it's, it's uh, coming up now, the holidays are here. We're right in the middle of it, and it's time to make a difference. This holiday season, the Red Apple Audio Network is teaming up with Tunnel the to Towers for our annual holiday radiothon it be tomorrow from 6 to noon. Help us raise money for the Tunnels and Towers Foundation, Season of Hope. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responders, heroes, and their families this holiday season. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. Right now, you can donate $11 a month or more at T2T, RudyGiulianiShow.com. Happy holidays. And thank you from the Red Apple Audio Network Group. And tunnel to the towers. Go to t2trudygiuliani.show.com. We'll be back in a minute. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the Mayor's Final Thoughts. And this is brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, the organization that takes care of our wounded Warriors who become uh, catastrophically injured and therefore need smart homes, homes that make it possible for them the maximum amount of amount of uh, of, of independence, and then also for those who die in the line of duty, pay the mortgage for their families so their families can 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 begin with a sense of some stability and that there are people there that are that are ready, willing, and able to help them. Well, my final thoughts today are going to be about uh the idea that our government once again is coming up against uh, one of these situations where the government might not be funded now i can remember in the oh i guess it was the christmas of i'm going to say 19 2019 we ran into this problem and 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 the president had a close uh, the president had to close the government for a while because Congress couldn't agree on a funding mechanism to go forward. Now, closing is not what you think. It isn't like everything closes down. The critical functions remain open. In some ways, we wonder: Do we need all those other functions anyway? It might actually be a good idea if we closed the government for half the year and uh, saved half the, half the year in in, uh, in expenditures. But in any event, you know, it's very demoralizing for the American people, and it looks like we're there again under this guy. And uh, there seems to be no theory on which we are operating. Then we had at least opposing theories on which we were operating. Um, it, It looks like we have two more years with him. There seems to be no recognition of his mental incompetency. So we're going to have to figure out some way to have an economy. But we, we, we have, because of his sporadic behavior and his unwillingness to really face up the problems, we've got a budget that's completely, you know, just prints money. We've got uh, all kinds of fiscal problems lying ahead of us. And we have some of the uh, uh, worst uh, employment numbers in terms of wages and and increase in wages. I mean, it's hard to tell whether wages have actually increased or decreased, The gross number has increased, but inflation has increased to wipe them out by more than the increase in the number. So. At the heart, and we talk about crime probably more often because crime is more immediate and crime is more devastating in its impact. But long term, the economic problem is really what makes or breaks this country. And we are in a disaster and we need a man or woman to come along who's going to fix our economy. Joe is not going to fix it. He spent years and years ruining it with crooked bills when he was in the House and Senate and with crooked legislation now in, in in Washington. We need you. We need you to be our eyes and ears. We need you to pay attention to the budget. We need you to be more discerning. And when you applaud politicians for spending and you don't, when they say they're spending money on on all these, you know, groups that need help if half the money gets to those groups it's a lot the money for example uh it wasn't for america but it is american money Uh, a lot of the uh, sharing funds in 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 puerto rico didn't get to uh puerto rico uh years ago when when i I was involved in that i I happen to have involvement in trying to help there and i know that a lot of the money didn't get there and collaterally at the same time that a lot of that money was going to haiti and none of it got there Clinton's friends made sure they ate it up before it got there. So these are the things we got to watch out for, and we will. We'll be watching out for them. These are things you don't hear in the crooked media. So pay attention. Come back for the Rudy Giuliani show tomorrow, and between then say, Thank God I am in America. God bless America.